So uh, hi everybody, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I kept you muted for the majority of that rant, but I just wanted people to see how animated you were. This week we are joined by Job for Cody. It's a heavy news week this week. We have the Gorilla Collective and the Black Voices in Gaming event, Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference, and so much more. Roll the intro. If I can find the button. Where's the button? There it is. Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I am your host, Danny K. With me, as always, the wonderful, the beautiful, the Mr. Greenly Green. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm super excited. And yeah. How are you, Danny? I am doing fantastic. I am full. I am ready to go. Padre, how are you doing? I was, I, well, Aside from the the messed up back, I was doing pretty fine until I just got informed apparently that Loba's thighs are as thick as Octane's waist, and that just I knew she was thick, but damn, that, I literally that just learned I that could, like in real action. Like, I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Yeah, I think That's all of us would like to get behind that if you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Crush my head. <laughs> I forgot to introduce you. Eyes. By the way, Rev, I forgot to introduce you by your proper term, which is the powerful and the beautiful. I, I apologize. You're fine. I was so stunned by this new this new information, <laughs> this breaking news. This breaking news. I didn't even notice. But no, nah, yeah, I'm I'm doing I'm I'm doing all right. I'm doing fair. Yeah. Joining us this week, like I said, job for a Cody. Cody, how are you hey. doing? I'm doing awesome. I'm glad to uh, be back with you guys. It's always awesome. Uh, you know. Cutting the cutting the shit with my boys, so but glad to be back. Yeah, and for anyone, I know we just had you on recently, but for anyone who doesn't know who you are, go on ahead and tell the kind folks out there who you are, what you do, and where people can find you. Uh, I'm a content creator. I play a lot of new games as they drop the day of, and uh, you know, I I do do a podcast myself uh, where I cover comic books and other geek culture news. Um, you can find me at any social media platform at Jopper Cody. Excellent, and that is there um, right on the screen for you guys to find him at those locations, uh, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, all that shit, right? Yes, sir. Excellent. Well, guys, we appreciate all of you for joining us, watching, and listening. If this is your first time with us, we hope you guys enjoy and get a lot of value out of the show. Uh, if you guys do miss any part of the show, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. If you guys are listening to us or found us on those platforms, you can join us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, each week, we do have a question of the week, and this week, our question is, what are your E3 predictions? E3 is literally this weekend. We have predictions that we're going to cover in the uh, towards the uh, end of the show here. I want to know yours. Let us know in the Twitch uh, chat. Go on ahead. You can tweet at us. You can tweet at me, at Danny K, D-A-N-I-E-C-A-E. You can also go on ahead and let us know in the comments of the YouTube video. But before that, before we get into E3 predictions... We need to get into a review from Green Elite. Green, tell us about Wicked Cushions. Yeah, so uh, I've been I've been looking at some different ear cushions for my uh, Steel Series uh, Arctis Pros. Um, 
when I initially had the Arctis Sevens, they were a little bit more comfortable. And then when I switched to the Pros for the the wireless and the game deck, um, they were just a little bit off from the the Arctis Sevens. I don't know how. I don't know why. Uh, but I, I was looking through a few things, and all of a sudden I saw, I believe it was an ad on Twitter, uh, and it directed me to WickedCushions.com. Uh, I was looking at it. They have their gaming series uh, ear cushions that are uh, specifically designed for the the Steel Series headset line. Uh, but they also have like different compatibilities. They have Audio Technica, Turtle Beach, uh, HyperX, Razer, Logitech, all of them. Um, so they say that they're completely interchangeable with those. Um, what I what I ended up doing was I ordered their hybrid cooling gel infused ones. They have like a gel cushion in them. Mm-hmm. Um, I ordered them on a back order. They were n- not supposed to ship out until uh, June 10th. Okay. Um, I ordered them. I'm like, I can wait. It's no big deal. They're not my current ear cushions aren't horrible right um and surprisingly i got a text message uh a few days later apparently from the owner of wicked cushions he's like hey this is my personal number um thank you for ordering from wicked cushions we very much appreciate your order and stuff like that i'm like holy shit that's that's kind of cool um and i'm like i'm good thank you i know my order is not gonna be out until june 10th he's like if we if we can get it in sooner we'll send them out um, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I, I just, and then he like asked what I do and and stuff like that. Um, I think he stopped into my Twitch at one at one point. He asked for my Twitch. I I don't know. Um, but uh, when I got them in, I just got them in late last week. I put them on. They were super easy to put on. Um, to take off my ear cushions, put the new ones on. Um, they are surprisingly very comfortable. Uh, I spent twenty eight. 95 on them um these are the design designless ones they're just straight black um they do have a few that have like the cooling gel in them that have designs on them for like a dollar more and then they have a few cheaper ones that don't have the cooling gel um that are i think are more readily available um but yeah they're super comfortable i really enjoyed them i didn't think they were that expensive for would you say that they're wickedly comfortable they are wickedly comfortable. Mm. Sponsored, but <laughs> hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> so yeah, I've I've been really enjoying them. I, I thought the customer service was extremely exceptional. Like, how often does a company text you? Like, a, an actual person text you and be like, "Hey, thank you for purchasing from us." That doesn't happen very often. So. Um, the designs are nice. I went with the black just because I'm I'm a basic bougie kind of guy. It's just like pl- plush leather sides. You know, I don't need something super extravagant, but I wanted the gel ones because I'm partly bougie. So, um, but yeah, the ship it shipped before June 10th. Um, is at, at the time of this recording, it's not even June 10th. It's June 8th. So, um, they came super early. Um, uh, super comfortable. Um, my ears don't get like super hot, um, which is, you know, partly I would say thankful for the cooling gel infused thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoy them. I think that it's really cool that they, you know, they can fit on different headsets. Um, I know they have a few lines for like Bose and, and, uh, uh, Beats by Dre. 
um like you click the different headsets or you can go into the gaming section which are i think are universal so. yeah i'm looking at the uh, audio technica section right now so uh, what would you say uh the quality of life uh factor um has been for you like extended gameplay and wearing them overall would you say this is a must-have or something that you know if you have the extra funds for it go for it i think it, it really just depends on your ear size i have really big ear lobes um, I think that's where I get my most discomfort from. So usually I have to have headsets sit a little bit lower. Um, this is definitely an increase in comfortability versus the stock heads, uh, uh, earpieces uh, or the ear cushions. Um, these are just a little bit wider. Um, mm -hmm. So like I have no rub on my ears. It's uh, yeah, my my sides of my my head don't get as hot as if when i'm doing like a four to eight hour stretch of gaming um so i definitely think it's definitely a, a bump in quality of life so um i it, it as i said it really just depends on your ear science if you um especially if you have a steel series because steel series they they do a lot of like uh things to in, make your wearing time comfortable um, as I said, the Arctic 7s were super comfortable. I don't know why the Pros were just a little bit less, like, size-wise, uh, even though they're bigger headsets. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would I definitely say, yeah, I would definitely say that they, they're more comfortable than stock. Um, I personally didn't think it was, like, I, I think it was definitely worth the price tag that I paid for, um, especially since I've seen ear cushions go for twice the price and not be gel infused mm -hmm. so and they have cool designs like if you want to trick out your ear cups <laughs> with like red camo and uh carbon fiber i think is one of them anthracite yeah i Did see you say carbon fiber yeah i think there was like a carbon fiber design one oh, the uh, 16 year old wannabe street racer is just like oh. <laughs> i i'm seeing these uh yellow tiger ear pads for the ath m50x that while i while do not necessarily fit my um my aesthetics or my my personal taste i kind of want just because they look fucking ridiculous and be like yeah do dude it. it's like do it it's a fucking like it would be like a great fucking flex. There's also a velour hybrid, <laughs> uh, black to, dude, floral. If you're gonna go tiger stripes, you have to get a mullet. It's the unwritten rule of the uh, of the Tiger King. You have yeah, to black, do it now. It's black floral too. Like that's mm -hmm. like as Hawaiian shirt as you can get for ear cups. So denim jacket and all, dude. Full send Hell right now. So yeah. So like. Uh, the non-gel infused range between twenty three to twenty five bucks, and then like so, like just getting the gel infused like for an extra two or three dollars is not bad. Uh, in in my opinion, like as I said, a lot of other companies will probably do it more expensive. Yeah, but the customer service, primo. So he actually replied to my text messages and stuff. It was it's great, and like I I can't complain about that. So and yeah, they're comfortable. I like them. Definitely awesome. worth. Awesome. So that's Wicked Cushions. Some accessories for your expensive headphones. Do you guys? And wanna... the best thing about this, yeah. even if you're on a PC, or if you're not on a PC, you can put them on most like console headsets too. So like if you have like a Turtle Beach headset for Xbox or. 
PlayStation, they'll still fit on them. Yeah. Yeah, it looks maybe a godsend because there's a lot of a lot of people who have dogs that like to chew on shit. Mm-hmm. So, oh, here's something that they have. Um, they have headphone skins too, so you can like put a skin on your headphones. Yeah, I I looked at that. I don't know if I want to do that. I haven't. I've I've been thinking about it. I might go into it, and I don't know. From we'll what see. I'm seeing here, the headphone skins on my end show only beat studios on ear and over ear or Gross. beats. Yeah gross maybe they'll push into steel series at some point who knows maybe they'll uh, they'll see our review and be like oh that's a great idea <laughs> uh so yeah wicked cushions into i don't know the wicked world of apple oh there you go yeah fuck them i mean <clears throat> <laughs> i'm not gonna say apple. fuck look we just got into this conversation here all right so apple worldwide developers conference 2021 um they had their uh, keynote presentation yesterday where they showed off all this stuff that's coming to their uh their current product line i will say the presentation was super kitschy and cheesy and you know uh there's nothing wrong with that the whole thing was just kind of silly um they announced ios 15 it comes with updates to FaceTime, Apple Wallet, Messages, and more. Uh, a couple of the uh, updates that they're adding to FaceTime is you can basically create FaceTime mm. rooms, so you can like create a link. Uh, you can uh, and and share that to your non-Apple uh, using friends and family. Um, you can also uh, create like a viewing room for media playback, so you can. Um, some of the partnerships that they already have with that uh, will be uh, Disney Plus. So you can share like a Disney Plus stream with your friends and family. You can do uh, Hulu, ESPN. Um, so they're finally catching up to Discord. All right, cool. <laughs> well, this is this is it's not even streaming from a device. It's being accessed in the app. So it's literally just sharing your password type thing, like kind of. Yeah. Here's my here's my, here's my login information. <laughs> well, it's it's. Would you like to? It's basically like, would you like to start a stream, or would you like to start watching this in a FaceTime call? Hmm. Oh wait, I think didn't they have a commercial about that recently? Like, I think I remember seeing something about that with a commercial because I think I, I remember seeing like a little girl and her grandpa, or something like yeah, that, FaceTime. You remember? That, that sounds familiar, right? No, no, I think I, I think I remember it. So yeah, the, I don't know if it was the Apple, but I do remember this being a thing in a commercial. Yeah. So yeah, it's called SharePlay. Um, they're going to let people add state issued IDs to the Apple Wallet. Yes, and passports. They're looking at eventually doing passports at some point. Yeah. Point two, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. So they're going to add that, and then you can. Um, the the first place that's going to get integrated was with the TSA. TSA. Uh, I don't know what that audio feedback was, but I heard myself. Um, uh, they're bringing spatial audio to Apple TV and M1 powered Macs. Uh, so at this point, I think the entire iOS ecosystem or the entire Apple ecosystem is going to get the spatial audio. Um, iPad OS is getting some updates. It comes with a bunch of uh, widget updates. Um, of particular interest, I saw there was a gaming widget. Basically, it's just going to... Be a more organized version for your uh, app library uh, for iPad OS. Um, there's going to be updates to multitasking, which will allow you to operate more than one app at a time in split view. So basically, just making an iPad even more like a computer, which is nice. Um, 
They also added Swift Playgrounds, which Swift is a coding language specifically for uh, mobile devices, I believe. Um, the Swift Playgrounds system is a beginner coding system complete with guides and allow users to code and build apps on the iPad, like on the iPad, like you can build iPad apps on your iPad with this. Um, it will even let you add the app to the app store once it's done. Um, so a good tool for anyone that's looking to get into coding, um, which is not a bad skill to have at all. Um, they, uh, also have a bunch of, uh, privacy, uh, uh, updates, uh, mail privacy protection. Uh, it hides your IP address and prevents senders from seeing if, if, and when you open emails, which is primo. Um, Safari will also uh, get a privacy report, basically, where it will tell you um, all of the, uh, when you're on, like, certain websites, you can basically audit how, what information they're getting, how they're getting it, and who they can share it with, and they will also do that for app privacy as well. Um, Show how often, when, and how they collect the data, as well as any third parties that might have access to it, too. Again, all good stuff. I can't. Yeah. I don't think anyone can complain about more privacy coming to Apple. <clears throat> Which at this point, I think Apple is quickly outpacing Google and Android in terms of privacy. They better be outpacing them in something with the fucking price point they put everything at. Yeah. <laughs> um, they announced iCloud Plus. This comes with more privacy stuff, including like now you can create burner emails. So if you like want to sign up for a free trial uh, or are kind of sketched out by like a website and don't want to give your private email address out to them or your personal email address, you can create a burner email account through iCloud and sign up that way. See, one thing, and not to interrupt, but that's a pretty terrifying thing. Think about all the times people are going to make fake accounts just to harass people. Yeah, that, that, yeah, because I actually have a really close friend who I was I was on their podcast a few months ago who is currently having to set all of his stuff to follower only in private because he is constantly being harassed by one troll who keeps creating burner emails and yeah, dude, making that, it mean, even easier. That I, I don't like that. I, I understand their intentions for having them, but how it's going to be misused is just damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, without iCloud Plus, you can basically connect your home security system up to it, um, unlimited cameras, and unlimited storage, which is pretty cool. I think anyone, mm-hmm. especially if you already have like the iHome, and if you're like that Apple fanboy, and you don't want to go with the um, like a Ring or a I'm trying to remember what's the uh what's the other one green echo well i was thinking uh, uh security systems home security systems. i have i have the blank home security system from amazon is it ubiquity is that another uh, one i'm not sure there's another one that that i know is really popular um so yeah i mean you can even more you can amplify your life even more um mac os is getting an update well go ahead it's not a fanboy. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Okay. I mean, lifestyle. The, the ecosystem is nice. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, the fact that everything with Apple plays with itself. Mm. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. Really, 
Phrasing. Apple's their own fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I get what you're saying because, like, my my future father-in-law is that Apple guy, bro. Apple's fucking... Homelander standing on top of that building in season two, just <laughs> playing with himself, thinking they're so high and mighty. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's Apple. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> I didn't mean to say plays with itself in a dirty way. I meant to say it's nice that everything plays well and interconnects. And if it's you, very cohesive, it's very cohesive, which is a selling point, right? I mean, I can't deny that's a good selling point. It sometimes I kind of wish I had shit. I had some Apple shit just for that reason. Like I have like an iPhone and I have an iPad. If I, you know, maybe. I maybe would buy like an Apple TV and like maybe get iCloud Plus for this other stuff just for that fact. Um, A lot of colleges do that too. Like they're all like Apple because everything is so cohesive. And- but I don't know, dude. Like, so I have Apple phone, Apple Watch, AirPods, but I was using my buddy's MacBook. Book. I was helping him set up OBS, and it is a nightmare setting up OBS on a MacBook. Oh yeah, oh you, yeah, absolutely. For like, any, terrible anything highly technical, I would not use a MacBook for. Other oh, yeah. than maybe video editing. Yeah, Photoshop. Maybe Photoshop. You have to yeah. use a, another app to capture audio. Oh yeah, no, on it's your desktop. Not, like it makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, I would. I would not recommend anyone try to use a Mac for content creation other than doing video editing. That's it. I mean, that's, but anyways, we, it's actually kind of a good segue because, you know, talking about MacBooks and Mac Pros, uh, Mac OS is getting uh, a new update called Monterey. Um, some of the things that I, I wanted to highlight here, first off is called Universal Control, which will allow you to use the same mouse and keyboard for both Mac devices and iPads. And you can have up to three devices connected at once. Right. So you have like your MacBook Air or MacBook Pro and then you have like your iPad right next to it. Say like, you know, you have your center, you have your center with your MacBook Pro and then to the right you have your iPad. You can drag the mouse to the right and it'll detect that there's a Mac, that there's an iPad there and it'll ask, do you want to connect your mouse and keyboard to your iPad? And then it will take over on that side. And then you can just go back before, uh, back and forth between the two, which is pretty dope, right? If you're someone yeah. whose office, you know, if that if you use an iPad for productivity as well as a MacBook Pro, which I know there are people who do that, especially like graphic designers and artists and stuff, that's pretty nice. Um, you can also use like a Mac, like you can also use another device as well. Like the example they showed was. Right, you have your MacBook Pro, and then you have your iPad, and then you have a Mac Pro or an iMac, like all in the same room, which <laughs> sounds like un like it does not sound that feasible to use three devices, <laughs> but it's cool that you can. <laughs> well, it's like a portable dual monitor wherever you go. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I can't imagine having the just the amount of money you would need to do all that though. Apple is just outrageous with its prices, you know. I have my fiance has a MacBook Pro and an iPad. Yeah, you hear the disappointment so, already. Yeah. Like, like, listen, to, he's like, I can, I can hear his wallet crying from his <laughs> pocket right now. He's like, yeah, I because well, I originally had the iPad on uh, mobile service through through Verizon, 
uh, for for schooling. And like this would have been a great feature for her, especially when she when she got her new MacBook, uh, because she likes taking the notes on the iPad because it's like actually writing on a paper. I got the mm-hmm. Apple Pencil, which costs 127 extra dollars for a fucking stylus. Okay, <laughs> fuck that. But anyway, so she'd write her notes on there, and then she would like air push whatever it's called airdrop it onto her mac and then boom that's how she did her her homework and shit so like this would have been kind of cool you know moving the mouse and keyboard over back and forth and transferring that yeah um i'll have to try it out because my girlfriend has a macbook pro and i have an ipad mini 3 which i think will be able to will will be eligible for that update still um, so I'd love to try it out just to see how that works. Um, if not, I know I could probably like futz with it, like on one of my, uh, siblings machines. Um, one thing I would, uh, I forgot to mention when it came to iOS, uh, is that they got live text, which like you, you like take a photo of like a restaurant or something like that. It will read the text on like the sign or whatever. And then can, you can copy and paste that. Um, so like, which I think, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Samsung Bixby does that. It can actually translate the signs too. Like if you're, like if you're in like Japan or, or something. Yeah, it's got it's got translation powers too. Fancy. Yeah, Samsung did it already. Um, and then uh, they're adding shortcuts to um, Mac OS, which if you already have uh, iOS or an iPad. Um, you already are kind of familiar with this. It's meant to replace the automations tool in um, Mac OS. Basically it's just, they're just porting it over and you can actually port if you already have things in uh, the automations uh, app on your, I uh, on your Mac OS machines, uh, you can port those over to shortcuts. Um, I think this is just another part of like the, making everything cohesive and workable together as they trans transition from the Intel Silicon to their own M one Silicon, because one of the goals of the M one Silicon for Apple was to create, was to further coalesce their, their ecosystems. Um, let's see, for developers, they're adding some concurrency to Swift, which is going to help them improve their apps for iOS and iPadOS. Um, they're also making changes to the app's product page, which lets devs add more nuance to the pages. They can show in-app events and uh, other stuff on the product page. So there wasn't really a ton here for most consumers. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that they added, like health-wise. Like, they added, like, a bunch of, like... um like uh, um, basically health sharing apps. So if you are someone who's like a caretaker for for a family member or a loved one, you can kind of check in on them through your phone, right? If they have like a if they have a um, uh, like a uh, Apple Watch or something like that, their vitals will be you know can be monitored through their phone. Which sounds a little big brothery, but like I don't know. I'm not <laughs> spying on your grandma. I'm just checking to see if they're still alive. <laughs> Mind your business. The, th- the thing was like, yeah, it's like, hi, grandma. It looks like your heart rate jumped. Is everything okay? <laughs> so I don't know. For me, I mean, the the keynote was awesome. The biggest thing I really really liked though was that the ID stuff with the, with the phone. I use the Apple wallet quite a bit when I forget my wallet. 
Um, I There's one time you could put your insurance card on there. So when I got pulled over, I was able to actually pull up my insurance card on my Apple phone. Um, and being able to pull up my ID, um, to some might not be a big deal. To me, who does, you know, a person who does forget his wallet everywhere, um, it's pretty convenient, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I I see. I don't see that as a bad thing at all. Because if the government has your ID information, I sure I sure think the hackers need it too. I don't think. I mean, it would be pretty hard to hack Apple. They're 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 pretty secure. We don't hear about Apple hacks nearly as much as we hear about Facebook. (laughs) Sweep it under the rug. Sweep it under the rug. Um, I don't know. They they take privacy really seriously. I think. Between what I and I think this is just a difference between how the two companies make money, right? Because Google is an advertising company. They're not a service or product company. They're an advertising company. And so Apple, who is a product and services company, takes privacy very seriously and takes security very seriously and makes that a selling point of their products and services. Where Google, as an advertising company, Tells your information to the highest bidder. Exactly, and so there's a major difference in how and how the two companies, you know, operate from that. Per, you for know, for the longest time, Apple is used to say like Mac was like virus free for forever mm-hmm. until viruses ran rampant in Mac. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Which. Th- what the kind of like the oh yeah it's virus free is because nobody was developing viruses for Macs because they didn't have a large enough market share to justify it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh boy I'm gonna hack into a fucking elementary school because that's all the user base was yeah. for Apple devices. Fuck those for, kids, dude. Yeah, between like 2000 <laughs> and 2000. Yeah, between like 2000 and 2010, nobody gave a fuck because Apple like the only the only people who bought Apple machines were schools. Dude, do you guys remember working on like an Apple machine in school? I remember I would hit like this thing where it would say the, the computer was self-destructing every time and I'd get kicked out of class, dude. Somehow I would set the computer like to be like in just infused with malware. I have no <laughs> idea how. The we always had the um the old iMacs that had uh like the colored shells on them. Like mm-hmm. that translucent jello look. <laughs> Must be nice. We had Dells. Yeah. Yeah. Uh remember the commercials though? Like the I'm I'm a PC and I'm Mac. And it was always like Justin Long. Just Yeah. I'm I remember Mac. those. Well, yeah. yeah, they got ju- uh somebody got one of the P- major P- uh, PC manufacturers got Justin Long to uh flip. <laughs> Kudos. Good man. Just like how um Sprint got their one spokesperson to flip from Verizon. The can you hear me now guy? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was all about the the money. Money, though. money, money. Mm. Well, no, yeah. No, no, I no, say God of the mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I said, yeah, God no flip as if there was any real loyalty there. But yeah. 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 It paid an actor to act. Yeah. It's just more a, than the other company. Yeah, it's just a flex move when you can get uh when you can get like that spokesperson, you know. Wasn't it Sprint to Verizon or was it Verizon to Sprint? I don't remember. No, yeah. it was a uh, Sprint to T-Mobile, right? Or are you talking about uh, the dude? Was, yeah, the dude was Verizon. Was it Verizon yeah. and then Sprint? Okay. Yeah, Verizon. So uh, that's all I've got for uh, Worldwide Developers Conference. Anything you guys want to add? No, sir. Yeah. 
I'm just happy I, we I didn't get a whole that. bunch of like, you know what I mean, like AirPod Pro threes a year after they came out with the the other one. Happy for oh, that for a change. They they still will do something, you know. The Apple Watch Ten will be out next month. Mm-hmm. So and it will come in new colors. Yeah, I will say, I I, I don't know what I was necessarily expecting. But I still I don't understand why we don't see any news from Apple Arcade. Like that's just a service that they like neglect. They they they're Google Stadiaing it. <laughs> well, it's probably because they. I, I think they're probably waiting until they have more to show. You know what I mean? Like, because if you're going to be introducing like this, I think you would want to hit with you know with a heavy hammer instead of just like give a little bit of a taste of it. Well, I mean the product the 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 service is already available. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Apple Arcade's been sure. available for a while. They just don't market it really. I mean, there was a marketing blitz when it first came out. That I well, maybe it's seeing. because they're in a lawsuit with Epic right now. Um, maybe that has something to do with it because uh, they're not letting Fortnite be uh, played on Apple devices because they can't get a cut of the V Bucks. Oh I yeah, think. we uh, <laughs> we we've talked about that one a time or two. That uh, yeah, which they the arguments ended. I think they are in deliberation right now. Not deliberation, it, but like I think the jury's deliberating. It wasn't looking. Was it look? It wasn't looking good for Apple, right? Or was it vice versa on that? It. I don't know. It was a weird like back and forth. I. I can't quite get a beat on on what's really happening. And like another big part of what was happening with that lawsuit was all the coverage would like focus on like other because they were like bringing other companies' dirty laundry into the lawsuit and be like, well, this is what Microsoft does. Right. So we would like there'd be like dumps of documents from like Spotify and Microsoft mm-hmm. on on just like weird things that the that other that all the outlets would focus on for like a 24 hours, but like nothing else. So I don't know. I got to get like a proper read on where everything was. And that's been that's proven very difficult. The the coverage of the lawsuit between Apple and Epic has been very Mm, I don't know the right word to use. Uh, disparate, I think. Yeah, I'll go with disparate. <laughs> but uh, going from Apple to bananas, let's talk about the Gorilla Collective. Ah, funny. That's a good one. Even I though like Gorilla is... <laughs> it's spelled completely different, yeah. but who cares? <laughs> it's still clever. So uh, the second Gorilla Collective happened over the weekend with the with uh, a Black Voices in Gaming after show. The event was put on by the media indie exchange, The Mix, in partnership with Kind of Funny. Uh, it focused on up and coming indie games. Um, there were some reveals, announcements, and some showcases. So I'm just gonna go over what caught my attention, and. You guys can interject as you see fit. I'm not going to cover literally every single game that was revealed or shown um, because we would be here for way too fucking long and we have other things to talk about. (laughs) Um, So the first one that uh, it was actually, I think it might have been the very first one that was shown was a game called AK Lottel. It is a game about an amphibian with a Kalashnikov. Yep. It's it's cute. Um, it's very, very cute. Uh, it has a top-down shooter mechanic similar to Binding of Isaac or Enter the Gungeon. Um, yeah. It, it I, think, was, I think I think I think that one's gonna do well just strictly on adorable alone. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds 
amazing. Like, I want an axolotl, so, like, to have one with an AK in a video game? Hell yeah. <laughs> um, next one on my list is, I believe it's pronounced Moroi. M-O-R-O-I. A very disturbing hack and slash that's bizarre and horrifying, and I imagine this one will be one, uh, one that Rev will like to play. For sure. Bye. It's got, I'm, like... I'm on it. Yeah. Um... <laughs> The next one, this is one that I, I'm probably going to check out. Uh, at least, not if I don't buy it, I'm going to watch videos of it. It's called Industria by Head Up Games. Uh, it is, has some kind of like Bioshock, Metro vibes to it. It's a first-person shooter set in a parallel dimension to our own. We're like you're uh, trying to um, get through like this space with a bunch of uh like killer robots and like trying to find i think they said like you're trying to find a coworker, like in this parallel dimension um yeah so that's industria i'm gonna probably check that one out that one looks interesting to me um next on the <laughs> list that i saw that looked pretty interesting was run die run again yes that game looks awesome yeah um it's a first person platformer where you parkour around a deadly map um it has kind of almost like a, a, a mirror's edge yes look to it uh like in, in terms of like the gameplay i i don't think there's like enemies or anything like that but it looks fun looks cool uh, Chernobyl Light is an RPG survival horror. Gives off some stalker vibes, like stalker Pripyat, um, and not just because it's Chernobyl. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one looks fun. Uh, that might that might be another one where I'll like add to the wish list and see when it comes out whether or not it's uh, it's something I want to play. Um. Neon Doctrine showed off a bunch of games there in uh, indie game studio. Um, and I just wanted to real quick mention, and really the only reason I want to mention Neon Doctrine is because of how they presented their products. Because it was done with quality, it was done efficiently, and overall was done well. I have some gripes about this year's presentation of the Gorilla Collective that I'm going to get into here in a little bit, but I want to continue on with the games. Um, Kraken Academy looks really charming uh it's got a nice art style it's seems silly and goofy um kind of like the uh, i think it looks like the uh, wayside academy on acid <laughs> um and this like 100 percent looks like a game is gonna play oh yeah yeah that one's on that one's on my list <clears throat> um and then the last game that i thought looked interesting was grow song of the Evertree. Looks like another wholesome experience. Uh, but I'm going to be honest. I don't think I'm going to remember it because it's another one of those like heal nature in a mythical world with like this super bloomy pastel art style. And I'm like, yeah, that looks nice. But it looks like 10 other games. Right? Like that's a very specific genre. Like it's a very specific but somehow tropey genre of like heal nature. And they all have kind of like pastel color palettes cell shaded all the like light is very bloomy and like soft right like i like you guys can probably picture like a game in your head right now just from that description and it's probably not grow song of the uh song of the ever tree 
right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I don't know. It looks nice. It looks awesome, but I doubt it's going to make a splash just because of the way it looks. Um, and I don't think those games typically do all that well anyways. Uh, did so, you guys... Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say Tinkertown, like, really caught my attention. Uh, it's a multiplayer sandbox game, and just, like, I, I, I dig, like, just the, the retroist type of graphics to it. Uh, the, you know, the exploration looks pretty cool. Um, and this might be a game that's already been out. It looks like it's including new traps and new bosses. So I'm not sure if maybe that's an update or DLC, but I that's a game I haven't title. heard. Yeah, they definitely look cool. Yeah, it yeah, does. It's really got a Stardew Valley-esque look to it. Uh, yeah, it looked almost like Stardew Valley had a baby with Terraria. Mm-hmm. But uh, Zodiac Legion is another one uh, I thought was pretty cool. I'm I'm a huge turn-based RPG sucker, so I I love any game like that without a doubt. Yeah, the uh, Zodiac Legion that trailer bored the fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's straight, dude. It was so long-winded. Again, I'll, I got I got some gripes that I'm gonna get out of the way here in a, in a minute. But what else uh, did you guys see and want to talk about? Um. I had three that that weren't mentioned yet. Um, Lamentum is really standing out to me because Lamentum almost takes like some of the stylistic aspects like in creature design from games like Blasphemous, but the overarch like the actual gameplay is a lot more pixelated, almost like something you'd play on like a like a SNES or something. Um, but just seeing like the the creature design and having it kind of be reminiscent of blasphemous really caught my attention. It looks like it's going to be really unsettling for having kind of more of a kind of more of a less than terrifying aesthetic because it's all, you know, more done in pixel art. Um, another one that, that caught my attention obviously is uh, anybody who knows me knows how obscure and random and God damn trippy video games. I play um, Jacob Jazz's Tamarindo's freaking diner. Uh, I, I haven't played, uh, I believe it's pronounced Baobab's Mausoleum, this, which is, this is a spiritual successor to, cause there's going to be a, they call it a tree legy. So I'm probably going to go back and actually play that one, but that one really caught my attention. There's so much, like they described it as a mix between 90 sitcom, Luigi's Mansion, Metroid Prime and tabletop game Clue. That's, that's a lot. Um, and then there was, there was one more, which this is just me being the fucking 90s kid with a foul mouth is the the Jay and Silent Bob chronic blunt punch. Uh, it's going to be you know, like that, that team beat them up, which they did. I, I'm pretty sure Mall Brawl was actually in the same style, but the animation style of it, like the actual aesthetic style of this is way different than Mall Brawl was. So I'm excited for this. Mall Brawl was fun. This looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So, yeah, Jay and Silent Bob's uh, chronic blunt punch. Hmm. Yeah, that one does look really, really fun. Um, it, it's going to be one of those games. It's not going to be like a fantastic game, but you're going to have fun playing it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's for the it's for fans of Kevin Smith films, and that's going to be that's yeah. You're gonna, I think you're Red gonna, State is one of the most underrated horror movies ever made. Which I know this is not going to be anything like any of his View Askew films, but still. Yeah, I don't know if it, if if you haven't seen Red State and you like horror films, you're missing out. No, I haven't. Uh, the most I've really seen of uh, Kevin Smith, like I've seen Dogma, like a long ass time ago. I love um, Dogma. Mallrats. Try to find Dogma. Yeah, Mallrats is good. I have um, always like I'm a big Jay and Silent Bob fan in general. So uh, Strike Back, even the reboot was goofy. 
but yeah, he did. Uh, he he started venturing into horror with Red State, which was actually a really well written film about. You could clearly tell it's a, a play on the Westboro Baptist Church. The whole thing is like a big, massive just punch at the Westboro Baptist Church. Um, but it's actually like well written and not like campy and goofy, like say Tusk or Yoga Hosers. Yeah, t- Tusk was super interesting. It was weird, but I, yeah, I, I did, I, yeah, I that's like a Tusk. walrus one, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of Kevin still, Smith. And still, fingers crossing for Moose does. Jaws. Moose Jaws still needs to happen. <laughs> so, <clears throat> my overall impressions of the show not that great. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, this is gonna sound harsh, but a lot of the demos and presentations did not impress me. Uh, a lot of the trailers were actually pretty poorly put together. Um, one gameplay footage that they showed had the Steam uh, like notification pop up in the bottom right corner, like oh. that. Like your friend, right? Your friend is now playing notification. Ow. Um, which I'm just like, where was the quality control? Right. Where where were where was the showrunners looking at these submitted showcases and trailers and saying, hey, you probably want to fix that. Right. That's like a thing that I caught. I saw that right away. And as someone who. Like that, that's that's not a little mistake. Right. That's not a little mistake that can like that's a big mistake because you had that video edited you ran through it several times to get the best footage that you could to show off your game. And that's the footage you're going to choose like that. That feels lazy. It feels like you don't know what you're doing and it doesn't impress me with your game at all. Um, I was talking about Zodiac Legion. That trailer was super long winded, unexciting. It was just a lot of talking in like a guy with an epic voice talking about the Zodiac Legion and the lore of the game. And the, it went on for like two and a half minutes, but it felt like 10 Right. Like there was no quality control with some of these. And I think that's on the showrunners, right? The people who are running the Guerrilla Collective to look at these trailers that they're presenting to people and say, hey, you're not you're not presenting your game with on the you're not starting out on the best foot with this. We need something that's a little bit higher quality. But maybe that's indication of the developer's work. You know what I mean? Um, You can't polish a turd, you know, what if that's all all they have to offer? Uh, it, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard to say. I, I understand where you're coming from, but from another standpoint, um, you know, yeah, if you're, if you're handing me something that's crap, you know, it, you should be handing me something better. Um, in, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, that actually makes sense. I mean, I, I, I could, yeah, I mean, you do gotta, you, you know, you do gotta, gotta look at it from both sides on, cause we don't understand necessarily what the process was here. Like what was able to go into to building the actual guerrilla collective. Maybe they were shorthanded like a lot of other people are. And, and it does kind of come down to, you have to, you have to trust the devs that, that paid. The, I'm sure did. I mean, the devs probably paid money to be in the showcase. So it's like, I mean, you paid me. So it's you, I'm going to put out what you want me to. And there was like, out. what, like 80 games or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. There's yeah, quite so a few. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure there were, it would have just been a, he- a heavy workload as well. Um, I, I see both sides. You know what I mean? Um, I would want my at least my showcase to look good, um, but I would expect the devs to kind of in that aspect as well. Yeah. Um, another thing, and I, I don't want this to be taken the wrong way, 
Um, but they shoved a Black Voices in Gaming interview really early on, and it broke the flow of the show really hard. Like, you know, they showed a bunch of trailers, and they, you know, but then they shoved this interview, um, you know, like, maybe, like, a quarter of the way through the show, and then said, hey, check out the Black Voices in Gaming, you know, after show. It, it was like a 10-minute interview. It was kind of awkward, and it just it, it broke the flow of the show. I ended up skipping through most of it and went back and watched it later once I actually got to the where the Black Voices in Gaming After Show was starting. Um, what really should have happened, and this is just my opinion on how they should have uh, run the show, which was do a quick showcase for the highlights like that you're going to show in the games... And say, hey, after the show, you know, or like, so, and I mean, I know a couple of the games, like right off the top of my head, uh, Onsen Master, um, Run, Die, Run Again, um, Validate, right? Just show some stuff like, hey, this is the Black uh, Black Voices in Gaming Showcase, stick around after the stream, or stick around after the main show to check this out. They should have done that instead of like shoving a 10 minute interview in the middle of this, because it just broke the flow of the show. So, it, go ahead. I, I I, it's a lot of these when places do that, it's almost like they're just trying to feed the public without really, you know what I mean? If they really care, they would have scripted it better, in my opinion. Um, are they just trying to feed to a different fan base to show that they are, you know, they're one with everybody, you know, it because it really didn't seem like it if that happened. You know, if you felt like feng shui of the whole show was thrown off by it, they obviously didn't plan it. It seemed like maybe it was like a last minute gesture. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And I mean, just like another thing I want to mention real quick, because uh, I mentioned like the, the the interview was a little awkward and stuff like that. The hosts didn't feel as tight this time around. They kind of stumbled. They they didn't feel as prepared. Um, and those were issues that persisted into the black voices in gaming interviews, which is really disappointing because I remember last year, the Gorilla Collective being really fucking good. I remember these hosts being on point and being fun and like excitable. I don't know. They felt like lethargic and a little uh, uh, like out of their game. You know that I don't know. There was just like a weird energy that I don't remember there being last time with the Gorilla Collective. Um, They have another one. So hopefully they, they, they can kind of fix the issues that they had. Uh, with this one. Um, and I, I hope so because they're con- they're going to be competing with E3 next week. They're not a part of E3 next week. They they ha- their next one is on the twelfth and it is up against the heavy the heavy hitters of E3. Uh, Rev, you look like you need to say something. I was just gonna say yeah. I mean, in the next one, it's just like just from what I'm seeing that's been kind of like announced to be for day two. It's insane to see how many of these games just from what I know on my own are tiny bill published. Like I'm going to, I'm just from what's listed on the website. You got happy, Sumble burger farm, hello neighbor Two, trash sailors, despots game. You have potion craft, raw men. Um, that, that may be it. That may be it, but that's, that's like a lot right off the bat from the same publisher, but now granted tiny bill being one of the biggest indie publishers out there. Uh, that that kind of changes that up, but I don't I don't know I don't know if these others are coming from big name publishers, big name, you know, big ish named indie studios or anything. But these right here, a lot of these were part of that. Um, what was that? The the was it the Steam Lunar Festival that had like all the demos drop. Yeah, 
a lot of the games I'm seeing on here were a part of that. And so I'm wondering if that's why they're not too concerned about that one, because it's like a lot of these games, people who are into indie games are going to watch this anyways over, say, like E3. But people who aren't that would go and watch E3 probably have already had their hands on the demos for a lot of these games anyways and stuff like that from the Lunar Sale. Or the the Lunar Festival, not sale festival. Uh, do you think they uh, should have kept the day two with day one, or do you think they should have just not even done day two at all? You know what? Honestly, my personal opinion on this, I think maybe maybe taking a day two and doing it later might be a good move because even though they're going up against the heavy hitters of E three, again, you know, people know Gorilla Collective is going to be indie focused, and a lot of people that if if you like indie games, you're going to watch this as opposed to E3, because, you know, it's just like they are two separate audiences, really, when you think about it. And with this being separated out a little bit, that will give them an opportunity to tighten things up for the second presentation. And plus, again, you got like more, in my opinion, just from what I'm seeing here, more professional presenters with companies like Tiny Build being involved. So maybe that, maybe the second one's going to, you know, it's given them time to kind of tighten up where they messed up, be able to go back, review and say, okay, we need to fix this for day two, because the people who are going to be here are going to be here because they really want to be here. And we, we just, we better make sure we, we come correct for this. Yeah. Just, a, just a theory. Yeah. Green. You got anything you want to add? No, sir. That's everything. And yeah. Yeah. So happy humble burger farm is going to be terrifying. Just saying. <laughs> That's going to be a no for me, dog. I played, I played the alpha far. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's my that's the Gorilla Collective. That's some of the stuff the show. That's my opinions on the show itself. We do have more to talk about, but I figured we will uh, take a break and then come back and talk about the Black Voices in gaming. How do you guys feel about that? Yes, sir. Sounds good yes, to me. Please. All right, we'll be back in two minutes. Be right back. Hello, hello, hello. Zebo here to tell you about Grampian Roasts Coffee. Are you sick and tired of store-bought coffee that contains cockroach parts and other nasty things and usually tastes very bland? Well, how about try Grampian Roasts? Grampian Roasts is about creating unique coffees for the individuals as well as their communities. You can try coffees such as Zebo's Caffeine Carnival Blend, which is a blend of a Sumatran and Kenyan coffee that is a very balanced flavor. Please feel free to visit GrampianRoasts.com and use code REVSPIN at checkout to save 15% off your order. All right, and we are back and ready to talk about the Gorilla Collective's after show, Black Voices in Gaming. Uh, so that was right after the uh, Gorilla Collective. Um, it, I'll be, I'll be honest, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I was expecting more trailers and announcements in the vein of the Gorilla Collective, but really what it was was a showcase and interview show of Black Devs. Um, so they interviewed, uh, devs behind games like Onsen Master. Um, there was a dating sim called Validate that they interviewed the devs for, or the dev for, um, there was an RPG that there was, uh, that they interviewed. I'm, I can't remember the name of the RPG. Uh, and then the developer behind, um, Run, Die, Run Again, and a, and a couple other games that I'm giving very broad stru- uh, strokes here. Um, I will say Onsen Master looks really cool. It's um, kind of an overcooked-styled game where um, you manage a bathhouse, 
and like have to pair um, customers up to like specific tubs with like different ingredients and you know that like have different properties and stuff like that and like getting those people you know through the bathhouse in a timely manner looks fun very very nice art style looks very cute um probably one of those uh, i think there is more than uh, i think there is like co-op mode so you could probably like yell at each other like you do in overcooked <laughs> um but the show itself um it, the show itself was done all right it suffered from a lot of the same problems um the the host uh, definitely struggled through some of the interviews. He misspoke on on uh, on several things. Um, kind of put devs in weird positions where, like, uh, I don't know if I'm gonna be a part of that show because he would like um, he'd be like, yeah, you're gonna be a part of like the next week's show, right? And he's like, oh god, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and like they had, like, you hate that like underprepared like uh-huh. interviews. Like, come on, dude, do your homework a little bit. You're up here for a reason. Like. Jeez, who's running the show? Danny K. Fuck. <laughs> um, so yeah, like overall, I mean, the show was fine. Um, there wasn't a lot of the games that like particularly interested me. Like, I'm not interested in um dating Sims. Um, the RPG was more of like a was done like a, an older school JRPG style. Um, which typically is not something as much as I like some of those old school final fantasy games especially like the remakes of three and four um i don't typically get into any of them like past that um but yeah the interviews were fun um for there uh i'm trying to think if there's any like real standout i think the guy who did the onsen master was was a good standout and he was early in the show um and then run die run again that's a weird like i <laughs> i struggle with that title i always forget to add the again at the end but that was another good um interview as well um yeah I, did you guys get any did you guys get a chance to watch that at all i didn't no, get to I, watch it i read up on it a little bit yeah same i kind of just like i i kind of skimmed the events of this you week. know I, I i listened to you talk about it you talked really well about it you know <laughs> <laughs> you're very um, edu- edu- educational over here Hey, yeah. yeah, you did your homework. <laughs> yeah. And I and I will say there I don't want to like recap the interviews because I think if people want to watch them, they should go watch them. Mm-hmm. Um Boom. I good call. Yeah. Uh because I don't want to misspeak on anything that anyone said about their games or about their products or uh about things that they're doing. Uh and I also think it's just good to go. I mean, they're good interviews for the most part. I mean, there's some weird awkwardness. But I think there is some good actionable information there, especially if you're looking at supporting any of these devs. Um, it's really cool of them to do it too, because like that's not something you see a lot in the video gaming industry. Is you know, you know, getting these uh, these minority groups, like these minority devs, to in an interview format. Uh, honestly, I don't see much like dev interviews in general. Mm-hmm. But usually, it's like it's like the ceo or 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 a creative director uh, yeah of like a big triple a company you know like like ea or, or you know ubisoft so like to see that is i think a step in the right direction yeah honestly i think even if it was butchered uh, a lot of these devs like a, a lot of devs in general are just looking for a platform to, to get their product on and get it viewed in front of people and I think probably they were probably just grateful for that opportunity 
Um, it probably should have been a little bit more tighter. But, you know, with all being said, you know, like, like Green said, um, it's nice to see that. It's not, you know, that platform and that opportunity, at least. Yeah. So, that. yeah, that was the uh, Black Voices in Gaming. You guys want to get into some E3 speculation? Yes, sir. Let's fucking do it. I could do that. Mm. So, I don't know. I, I have some notes here that I'll, I'll kind of go through. You guys can interject with different things as you see fit. Um, I wanted to start out with the PC gaming show. Um, so PC Gamer, they put out an article of what you should expect from their show because the PC gaming show is done by PC Gamer. Um, they said that we should expect some new content from Gloomwood. I'm going to predict that... Or I'm sorry, not Gloomwood. Uh, new Blood Interactive. I think Gloomwood the is... devs go- of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think Gloomwood is going to get an official release date. Uh, I think why, Ultra why Kills... Why do you have to start this whole topic with that guy? Because you know who's involved in that. I, you know as well as I do that David Zemanski's on that project. So why'd you have to even... Because I want to tag you're, you're attacking me, is what's I'm, happening. I'm attacking you. And I want to tag David Zemanski. <laughs> um, I also think we're going <laughs> to get... Uh, I'm going to take a guess that Ultra Kill will probably get some sort of DLC. And I'm going to say that, unfortunate Spaceman is going to get a new update. I think that's the new content that we should expect from New Blood. Uh, they said, quote, exciting new content from Tripwire Games. I don't have high expectations. I think it's just going to be seasonal stuff for Killing Floor 2. Just just saying. The old razzle-dazzle. The old razzle-dazzle. We're Tripwire Games. Even though we have put no fucking content out for uh, Killing Floor 2, we're going to keep telling you to fucking buy it and, like, give you costumes. <laughs> Skyrim's, uh, Skyrim's coming to the Samsung smart fridge, calling it. <laughs> I don't think it was that great of a game to begin with. I I think it could... Uh, I'll be honest, it's got a good base. They just don't add anything to it. It's like they've added two new bosses. The game's been in uh, early access or released since 2015, since I yeah. built my first computer. Uh, and it was one of the first games that I bought because I thought it looked cool. But they've only added two bosses to the fucking game and only a handful of maps and no weapons. <laughs> <laughs> and like no new classes like the last class they added was survivalist and that was like in 2016 2017 like there's no so like you can at this point if you're anyone who was like actually actively played the game you were mostly leveled up on all of the on all of the classes i don't know i tri I, they keep pushing killing floor two and i'm like it's it's got an active player base, sure, but you also haven't done anything with it, so I don't know. Uh, they said there's an exclusive offer from GeForce Now, and I have no idea what that could be. Maybe some sort of, like, I don't know, some maybe some sort of uh, special promotion, promotional deal to get people to, to, to get into GeForce Now, especially, like, because no one can buy hardware. <laughs> so I was kind of excited too i did notice uh something about seeing a little bit more of dying light 2 during the mm. presentation if i if i saw that right uh for the pc gamer yeah gamer i think show. so yeah um th- that would be nice i know i dude i got debated so hard i joined the uh dying light 2 discord because you got a special link 
for the special video and it pretty much was a video just telling you like hey we're delaying the game and it's like wow wow hopefully we get a little bit more with that and maybe a launch date but it looks like we're only going to end up looked at the main character right now hmm interesting very interesting uh was there anything else for the pc gaming show that you guys want to predict not specifically for that no yeah green no uh stuff for the future game store game show though yeah i'm good let's talk about future game show i have no predictions for this i have two i think ea might might bring something to the party this year uh battlefield six i'm they're uh supposed to be doing something i believe tomorrow for battlefield six yes sir but uh, i i am willing to bet um if they do anything for e3 in the future game show they might trickle in some star star wars battlefront 3 if they don't do it on their own show they might trickle that in with the future game show interesting that's just my opinion so i'm hoping we get um i know i was reading into it uh i want to say like a week ago there was a leak of a final fantasy origin remake uh so i'm hoping we see that and if it doesn't get shown in the Nintendo show, which I'm almost guaranteeing it is, I think we're getting a Switch Pro. I'm almost certain on it. I've read so many things pointing right towards it. I don't think it's necessarily might get shown at during this, but Nintendo show, I think we're definitely going to see that within one of the two. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's focus back on real quick for Square Enix, right? Because you're talking about Final Fantasy. Uh, yes, sir. I saw rumors for Guardians of the Galaxy game, and I'm going to Ooh. counter and say that it's going to be Guardians of the Galaxy DLC for Marvel's Avengers. I hope not. You know, I would be okay with that because I have yeah, because you own the game. Great. I got the game too. I got it, it on, on PS4 sale. for the Spider-Man DLC. Um, I, I thought it was bullshit that they uh, what did they do with level cap? You you had to like play in a certain amount of time to get the X uh, the XP, and now it's like debated. Or did they fix that? I as far as more, there was no like XP cap or anything like that. And then I thought it was dumb too. You have to pay so like what twenty bucks to get a different suit. Let me get something cheaper. Uh, yeah, the store was pretty reasonable too. I didn't buy actually buy anything, um, but they have like a store in the game where you can like buy skins from it, like with the they have. Did you do uh, what is it? Um, the Hawkeye DLC, yeah. It, so, would you say that's cool. all free? It's it's free, yeah. Absolutely. I'm gonna have to check it out, dude. It's see, I, 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 free. I like uh, they do what is it? Um, Maestro Hawk, they say that, uh, right? yeah, the Maestro, yeah, the Maestro, yes, yeah. It, He's such a bot, dude. We should geek out sometime. We really should. Uh, you know, we're you know, <laughs> set a date. Set a date. Um, Kiss you right on the neck. The uh, also for Square Enix, I think we're going to need to peek at the uh, next episode of the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, that's actually dropping. I want to say the tenth, the uh, intro grade one. Or are you talking about the one after that? Yeah, I think he's talking about the actual like like part two of Final yeah. Fantasy Seven. Like, oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, like the big the big one coming. I just I want Sega yeah. to announce a new Sonic title. Like, <laughs> I I need more Sonic. The, is it like I I need, I need more Sonic the Hedgehog in my life? Uh, oh, Rocket Knight Adventure, alert. please. <laughs> spoiler alert: We're gonna get a Sega console in twenty twenty two. You heard it here first. So I've been uh, reading a lot. Um, it looks like Valve 
it has a handheld gaming PC that's coming out, mm-hmm. and that's yeah, kind of rumored to, to drop during E3. But I don't think it'll drop during E3. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I like we we just talked about that what last week or maybe the week before, and it was like it was yeah, it it was so it, it's still so like early into any kind of development that I think this year's E3 would be way too soon to actually like maybe make an official announcement that you're working on it, but not make anything outside of that. Yeah. Which, I mean, you mentioned the switch there. Um, and you mentioned that you think we're going to get a switch pro announcement. What else do you think we're going to get from, uh, Nintendo? I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking, uh, breath of the wild two for Zelda or some sort of, yeah. 30, uh, we're going to, they have to do some sort of like 30 year celebration for Zelda, right? They're going to do breath of the wild too. They're going to, they're going to do something, but here's my big, my big thing. I think we're either either or going to get either Doom Guy and or Crash Bandicoot and Smash Brothers. I was just about to say they're going to spend 30 minutes on a presentation showing the new character in Smash Brothers like yep. every fucking <laughs> year. Dude, I've been I've been holding out for for Crash Bandicoot cuz he's like his movements would be uh, like they just they seem like his little move set for the games mm-hmm. would fit well just, in Smash. I don't feel like it's necessary for the e3 stage to do a fucking yeah i think they would probably see that for nintendo smash bros you know what i mean unless they do want to do a double reveal and then they could do one at e3 and what they did they did a a smash reveal during pokemon day too didn't they yeah they they don't necessarily like they just drop it everywhere they're like yeah they're on everything they're gonna be like hey check our myspace page for the new the new reveal Oh yeah. my god. Uh you also mentioned Pokemon. I think we're gonna see Cody, I think the last time we talked you're, that you were on the show they did uh they did the official Pokemon yeah, um, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. announcement. I think we're actually gonna see some uh gameplay and get official release dates. Well we're getting uh Diamond and Pearls coming out the, uh later this year, right? Or is that next year? They announced uh they announced Arceus is coming out in January already. Yeah. So we'll probably get some more info on Arceus. Because oh pre orders are looks, open for it. Yeah, that yeah. looks like the game that is meant for adults, you know what I mean? Like Everything I ever wanted a Pokemon, it looked like. Mm-hmm. Pokemon Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I'm still, I can't get, believe all these people were getting mad over uh, Diamond and Pearl because of like how the, the main character looked. It was like chibi looking, looking oh, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, they, it's literally a remake. Like, what do you expect? They're going to yeah, make them look they, like they did. It's won. like, get over yourselves. Ow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um. um as the indie guy, I want to make one prediction, and I hope to God I'm right on this because I've been waiting for so goddamn always. The Cuphead DLC. I, th- I think oh. we're going to end up seeing something from the Cuphead DLC, finally. What show do you think this is going to be under? Uh, strangely enough, I think it might be under, uh, like, the, um, what is it, the Xbox or the Microsoft one? Because I think when Cuphead was a, was initially announced, it was kind of, it was under the same thing because originally Cuphead was a Microsoft exclusive. Like, it was Xbox PC, and so I could see it being there. And then they'll follow it right up with Hellblade 2. <laughs> it's like, well, they'll just go straight from one to the next. They'll be like, oh, yeah, by the way, if you don't so like goofy, cartoony is, shit. Is Hellblade 2, That's uh, is that just Microsoft exclusive, or is that a timed release? I think it may be a timed exclusive. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, Hellblade 1's already out on other things, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But sometimes they do that, you know what I mean? They'll, they'll, they'll keep that second game... Uh, exclusive for for some time well i think here so here's my theory because i have a i have a very specific point of view on the console war thing that that xbox is not actually part of the console war anymore 
And so they're going to look at it more as like a way of saying, okay, we'll kind of like do a timed exclusive thing because that's just kind of the thing to do. Then we'll go ahead and let it go because we can, you know, if it's an Xbox Studios type association, then we can make a, you know, that, that TikTok guy that does the Mad Libs makes so much fucking money, you know, like. I don't know well, that's what's that, going though. on with the it, Bethesda property, isn't it? I heard uh, what the the yeah, next Bethesda property. Bethesda, they bought Bethesda, and they said that like future a, Bethesda products are going to be Microsoft exclusive. Well, from what I from what I gathered, it's going to be like like they're going to use some of the Bethesda properties, but like major things, like if they make a a Elder Scrolls Six, that's not going to be a, a Microsoft exclusive. They're putting it on everything. They that will be on literally everything, including the Samsung smart fridge. Same yeah, with like Skyrim if they make another two, <laughs> right? Skyrim Skyrim point five. Dude, oh my god, they're like, we get to re-release this ten times. Exactly. But but I think if they make like a what like a Fallout 5 or you know uh Elder Scrolls 6, like massive titles for these things, that they're not gonna make them exclusive, but they may reserve some kind of like little side games or maybe some DLC for them to be to be maybe console exclusive, but I just I can't for the life of me because they they were so cordial about everybody talking about how they were going to PS5 like people were commenting on their stuff like hey yo that's awesome that the Xbox Series X is coming out but all my friends are getting a PS5 and they were just like yeah well playing games with your friends is far more important than picking a console like I'm like and then yeah the Bethesda thing was a a power move but imagine how much more money they're gonna make if you can buy that shit on playstation yeah Yeah, like all seven people that were able to get one so bethesda and microsoft have a joint (laughs) address this year um because this is the first this is the first e3 since the acquisition so they have Mm -hmm. a joint one this year so i have predictions for this i'm seeing rumors of another microsoft microsoft acquisition that they might announce during um the during their con their their keynote um windows central reporter jez corden or i'm sorry codron said there's a chance i don't think there is i don't think we're going to see another acquisition from microsoft at e3 um i think we're going to see an update slash improvement on halo infinite because that disappointed a lot of people last year um I think Bethesda is going to announce a new update for Fallout 76 because that just seems to be the cycle for them is that they always like to do it during E3. Uh, And now that Fallout 76 seems to be a halfway decent game, I'll, you know, depending on this new update, maybe I'll check it out. Um, We'll see. I need to to figure out when their next free weekend is going to be so I can actually play it. Um, I think we're going to see some early Starfield stuff they announced starfield 2018 it's supposed to be due out quarter one 2022 if that's the case they need to start showing it off now yeah. um so i think we're gonna see some starfield and on the note to the uh stuff with um exclusives i think starfield is going to be uh, an xbox and windows exclusive i don't think they're gonna port it to the playstation um at least not for a while um yeah that's what i'm saying like i i see a lot of timed exclusive stuff but no like i don't see them taking any major titles and making them permanently exclusive yeah i I will tell you what uh i'll tell you what bethesda's probably not going to do that they did in the past offer free drinks and food but you don't get the food till after the presentation so everybody's all excited for goofy shit that nobody actually cares about because they're drunk off their asses (laughs) they did it once 
They did it. They did uh, it before. They did, especially because they, especially during the Fallout seventy six part of their uh, presentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got a question in the chat. Do we have any hope for a new Bethesda engine? I have no idea. Probably not. Oh, dude, did you guys? Uh, you guys saw that Crisis got a remaster of the trilogy, right? So uh, Crisis one, two, and three. Crisis one's already out. Mm-hmm. I, all I, about I would that. not. I would not want to put my computer under that much strain. <laughs> um, speaking of that, though, like actually, now that you mention. Uh, for, I don't know why this just popped into my head, but I think like one of the titles that I'm excited about that we're going to see a little bit more on that probably isn't going to be like a huge thing for a lot of people is um, I think Life is Strange 3 is probably going to get some more mm-hmm. some more footage because it comes out in September and all they have so far is just like a release trailer. So, so what's your thoughts on, on that game? Because that one seemed a little bit more, I guess, unique compared to the last ones. I'm not, I never got a chance to play, but I did watch it. And I, I really mm-hmm. thought it was cool how they handled the character. Yeah, what see, were your I, thoughts? I, I think they're, so there's this, there's this kind of overarching trend they keep doing with some kind of like metaphysical, um, what is it, like metaphysical ability and then some kind of like underrepresented uh, socio, uh, like sociological um issue like mm-hmm. so like the first one was the the rewind time thing and you know you come to find out you know the main character being she was uh at bare minimum she was bisexual uh and then the second one it was the mexican brothers um one one of which could move shit with his mind and they you know it showed a lot of the issues that you know um hispanic american americans face in america today and then this one I believe she's uh she's Southeast Asian, and then she has that ability to see uh see the colors of people's auras, almost like a living mood ring or something, or lie detector. Um, so I think it's going to be a lot of the same kind of stuff like that. But so let me ask you this though: in a future title, mm-hmm. on that same basis, what would be like some sort of ability that you think would be unique and cool to see? Like how they all had their own little special trait. You know, I'll I'll be honest, um, and this is going to be like my way to kind of cheaply plug the non-Life is Strange, Life is Strange game. Xbox Studios published um, a Don't Not Entertainment game last year, which is actually free on uh, on Steam and Xbox and Microsoft Game Store on PC, which it. is, get ready for it, tell me why. Um, which is, it, it's, I always, I literally was calling it like Life is Strange 2.5, because it was, you know, it, it was only like a three episode deal instead of a, a five and it was the twins and um, one of the, tr- one of the twins was a transgender male, but they had that ability to have that psychic connection and be able to speak to each other. Actually, you saw me play that Cody. I, I think that was mm-hmm. the first time you actually came into a stream when I was, uh, I was playing that, that one right there, I thought was really cool because as funny of a comparison as this is for a series of a game that was, it made me think of uh Cheech and Chong's, the Corsican brothers. Uh, and so, <laughs> so that, uh, that I thought was actually the coolest power. I don't really know what maybe in the future like because it it always has to be something that can't make your character op but something that kind of helps maybe um i don't know maybe maybe something about seeing the future but having the problem with having the problem with convincing people that what you're saying is true you know or something like that i'm you heard it here first (laughs) (laughs) life that that, that would be cool strange five skyrim is going to be about the i mean (laughs) on the samsung smart fridge (laughs) on the samsung smart fridge the apple smartwatch so i had one more thing by the way guys if if anyone's confused life is strange is actually a square enix game not a but mm-hmm. uh, not a microsoft game um yeah, yeah, yeah. so my my last prediction for the microsoft show is uh sunset overdrive 
uh, and very specifically, the reason why this was for anyone who doesn't know Sunset Overdrive it was an early Xbox One game. I think it's going to get a generational update, despite not being like a huge success. My speculation is solely based on the fact that the Twitter account came back to life. It has the, the Twitter account for Sunset Overdrive has not made a post since 2018, and it just made another post. Hmm. To me, that's indicating like it's going to get something, and I think it's just going to be a generational port. You can get getting, it on Xbox One. We're getting uh, we're getting updates for the Culling Origins. Speaking of inactive <laughs> Twitter accounts, <laughs> my um, question is: Do you think we're going to see Todd Howard? Ooh, that is the real question. I mean, he's the face of Bethesda. Like they can't just exactly. hide, despite him doing terrible things for the PR for Bethesda the last couple years I they have to show him they have to put him on the stage because it just works okay it just works yeah um I don't know if we'll see anything for Doom I mean that's another but that's a Bethesda title um I don't know if I don't know what do you guys think do you think we'll see anything for Doom DLC I don't know I think no. I think if we see anything all weekend for Doom, it's gonna be it's gonna be a Smash character reveal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm on board with that. Maybe that's where they'll do it. Maybe they won't even do it on the Nintendo show. They'll just be like, oh yeah, by the way, guys. Yeah, <laughs> Smash, Smash. Um, the last show that I wanted to talk about, at least, and you guys can talk about more shows after this, uh, was Ubisoft. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say they're probably gonna start off the show with the PR with PR in mind. This time last year, they were under heavy fire for workplace culture. They were, and deservedly so, for the bullshit that was happening there. Uh, I think they're going to try to repair the damage this this year. Um, Yves Grimoire, or whatever his fucking name is, is going to come out, and he's going to say, we made improvements, we're more inclusive, we don't have abusive assholes working for us, and of course he's going to say it all in a French accent and uh, whatever else. I think that's going to be right away what they're going to do with the show. Um, and I'm not going to be disappointed if they do that. I will be disappointed if they don't, though. Just putting that out there. If they don't, if they don't, like, hey, like, you had a full year, and we haven't heard a ton about, you know, how you guys have changed your workplace practices because they were atrocious. Um, so let's 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 hear it. <laughs> this is the time to do it. Um, so- go ahead. I think I think we'll get a Far Cry Six. I think we'll get a more in depth maybe playthrough or visual because that's going to be dropping uh, what later this month. Yeah, I think we're going to get a full playthrough or a full like gameplay experience for Far Cry Six. Um, yeah, they're probably going to try to. The doggo is so adorable. Oh, yeah. Was it? What do they name him? Trezo? Is that what he, they? It's like a little dachshund. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> so um, a big thing that's been bubbling, um, Titanfall Two. I can't tell if either we're going to get some sort of like generational upgrade to it or a Titanfall 3. But I'm led to believe just because I've seen a lot of speculation about it. And then plus they did something with Apex, didn't they? Where uh, one of the They're characters is like the, the daughter of the pilot or something like that. Daughter of, uh, daughter of what is it? Viper? Yeah. The, uh, yeah, yes, the flying Titan. Now here's the thing. Here's why I actually could see Titanfall 3 coming. Um, Respawn for a while after Apex had already come out actually on their website had job listings for certain positions. And then in parentheses, it would say Titanfall. 
and some people did chalk it up to just them maybe you know within the Titanfall universe, but then they eventually they listed something for a position working on Apex, and it was like, wait a second now. So I, dude, if we got any kind of even hint that a Titanfall three would oh, come God, out, please. I would. I, I don't have enough towels in my house to clean up how wet my panties would be. Mm-hmm. It's just there's nothing that could dry me. It. I would be so wet. I just I love the Titanfall world because it was it took what Call of Duty gave you and just amplified it. It was like because every you you had the Titans, you had the robots, you had uh, you know the enemies in front time. of you, just chaotic. It's far ahead of its time. I feel like they could do what Warzone attempted to do with the integrations from each of the games, but better. When it comes to Titanfall versus Apex. Like they could tie that in so much better than Warzone did with Modern Warfare 2019 and uh, Call of Duty uh, Cold War. Like I think if any company can compete with that, it's definitely Respawn and EA. Yeah, I, I think Ash would be the perfect conduit for it. Like yeah, you know, having it, Ash, yeah, the, having Ash even be present already, and then again, like you said, having you know Valk being the daughter of Viper, and, and not, I mean, and there's so much lore there that. Why not? You know, because I mean, hell, what a lot of people don't know, Mirage's uncle helped kill Viper. A lot of people don't know that. You know, that's there's a lot of lore. Mm-hmm. And they could expand uh, upon that, make it great, make Titanfall great again. I think <laughs> it um, matter. So uh, uh, back to Ubisoft. I oh, think okay. Ubisoft forward. <laughs> I know. Um, here's one for Green. I think they're going to make an announcement or a teaser for the Star Wars game they're working on. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I think they're uh, going to expand off of Fallen Order for sure. Um, maybe a Fallen Order 2. Maybe I love Fallen Order. Be- oh, it's fantastic. It's I fantastic. loved Fallen Order. The end, I came. I was like, um, what? <laughs> but what I don't I don't know for sure if that would be uh, something because... Uh, Fallen Order was EA and Respawn. Uh, so I don't know if that would be definitely... I think it's a new IP. Yeah, th- that's what I'm definitely thinking is it's going to be something new. Um, they're going to leave the Fallen Order to like EA and Respawn with their, their subdivision of uh, Star Wars, and I think something else is going to happen. I'm honestly hoping... Oh, I heard about this. I'm hoping they bring thir- uh, 1313. No, I, uh, I heard we were supposed to get... um. What is it? Um, Knights of the it's like a spinoff of Knights of the Old Republic because uh there's a animation in the works where they're gonna have uh, Keanu Reeves uh voice act uh King Valor really I think I think I, w- I would see him better as a Revan that's what a lot of people want yeah. um but they they said something about doing the animation first to get that pop in and then do uh a Revan uh yeah. origin story we'll definitely see like hopefully it hopefully. It, it delivers as much as like Fallen Order did mm-hmm. on U- Ubisoft side because if it's uh, like I am still pretty dead set on not buying anything U- Ubisoft and until like it feels like they actually have fixed their issues and they're you know have an actual genuine apology. So yeah, uh, the last thing I have for Ubisoft is I think we're gonna see Rainbow Six Ex- Rainbow Six Extraction, which is like their zombie version of Rainbow Six Siege. They've had that. I think they're going to do a, rumors are that they're going to have like a full game. So I think that we're going to see that full game. Speaking of that, did you see the rumors about the possible? What is it? A, like a Splinter Cell style multiplayer game or something like that? That was like some kind of rumor sparked the other day. Uh, no, I didn't. 
yeah, this was just like a couple of days ago, and um, I had completely spaced on it. But there was like another, like the, there was another Tom Clancy multiplayer esque game that people are speculating on. I don't know if it's going to be uh, at E3 or if it's just like kind of being thrown in the rumor mills in as of now. But uh, supposedly, yeah, Tom Clancy PvP game. This was from IGN a day ago that combined Splinter Cell, The Division, and Ghost Recon. You know, I heard we were supposed to get some sort of a Division Three. Maybe that's like what it was. Maybe that, like I said, this this like Ubisoft just posted about it like yesterday morning. I mean, not I, Ubisoft, uh, IGN. I did hear that they're not announcing a Division Three at uh, Ubisoft, so maybe that's what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, that Could would be, be. cool. Uh, a lot of, the, at least some of the speculation I had seen around the Star Wars game was supposed to be something like along the lines of uh, the Division, like they were gonna like basically create Star Wars the Division. <laughs> hmm. um, yeah. Which I, could be make interesting. a bad batch game. Make make a bad batch game. That's yeah, that'd be dope. <laughs> you know, and I think that there, you know, there is some potential with it. I especially. I really like the aspect of how they took a stormtrooper and gave him like a personality instead of making him like a clone, like cog. You know what I mean? Like one that broke rank was like, oh, you know, killing people's bad. Like I could see a game like following that pursuit. Um, I don't know, though. A lot of games have burnt me out, though, from the Star Wars franchise. <laughs> yeah, but I, I do want to. What is it? Uh, Squadron. I want to check out. I heard VR on that is amazing. I played it on the console. I haven't played the the VR version of it though. That could be that could be really cool. Yeah, it looked pretty dope. So uh, that's all I have for predictions. That's that we we ran through my entire list. I don't know what other shows we didn't cover. Um, we covered Future Games Show. We covered PC gaming. We covered Bethesda and Microsoft. We covered Ubisoft, Square Enix, Nintendo. What else? Um, I will say one thing I was looking at um, while we were doing this was um, there are rumors floating around that we're going to see a, a heavier Sony presence at Summer Game Fest. Uh, I don't know the the truth behind that, but people hate me for saying this all the time because they think it's a dead franchise. But if that happens, I, I, I it's not likely, but I would like some more news on possible Silent Hill or Silent Hill esque um, mm-hmm. properties coming because there's always there's already been rumors that. Not even rumors. There have been reports that Konami has been outsourcing Silent Hill IPs to several different devs to get different takes on it. And then there's also um, Hideo Kojima has talked about making a essentially a Silent Hill game that's not Silent Hill, so it wouldn't be a Sony exclusive. And they're possibly working with Bloober Team on something like that, which would be amazing because the medium was actually very Silent Hill-esque in and of itself. They did a good job. So as a horror, uh, psychological horror fan and Silent Hill being the one that started it all, I would really like to see a rebirth that franchise and not just throwing their IPs into games like fucking Dead by Daylight. Yeah. Uh, Green, you have anything else you want to add? No, I just hope for Battlefield and Battlefront <laughs> and all the cool stuff. So All the battles. All oh the my battles. god, dude. It looks so good, too. Just how expansive it is and just the amount of destructible, like, cities. Like, yeah, yeah, the... the Oh, we're getting an official thing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like an official trailer. So from leaks so far, it's hopefully fantastic. I need something in my life like that right now. Uh, Cody, anything else? I uh, no, I think we pretty much covered it. I'm hoping, you know, we get we get some of the cool titles that we mentioned. But as always, I always 
tend to get these things wrong. You know what I mean? What I'm guessing is going to be totally different than what gets presented almost every time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I think that's it for E3 uh, predictions. Um, the only other thing I wanted to mention was that you can get, uh, in honor of pride month, you can get a, uh, queer games bundle for, uh, $60. It comes with, uh, 200 games. If you were interested at all in that, I'm going to get a link here. Um, with a hundred percent of the revenue going to the devs, right? If I remember reading that, I, I believe so. Yeah, correctly. That's, that's pretty uh, there. Is it me or if we've seen like that kind of coming out? Uh, what was it? Uh, itch.io had that weekend where it was like all revenue goes straight to the devs. And mm-hmm. now we're doing the, the itch.io queer bundle for all the devs. Like, Man, damn, Mitch. Yeah. Good on you. Uh, so the offer ends at the end of the month. So if you're interested in that, seems like a good deal. 200 games for 60 bucks. Uh, a lot of times you can only get one game for 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. Seems like and a steal. It's, it's, it could be a pretty big disappointment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not naming names. Fallout 76. <laughs> Cyberpunk. Um, yeah. Let's uh, go on ahead and wrap up the show. Cody, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. You're a beautiful soul. Tell the kind folks out there what you do, where people can find you, all that good shit. Once again, uh, I'm Jopper Cody. I'm a content creator, specialized on new games as they drop, usually the day before. And on the off time, I do a lot of comic books and uh, geek culture coverage. And you can find me at Jopper Cody on pretty much any social media platform. Excellent. And what's coming up for you? right now you got anything in the works uh so right now we're working out the kinks in biomutant uh we've been playing that pretty much since day one uh i know the new final fantasy 7 installments dropping i'm gonna be playing that um soup the the new mario golf on the switch I, i'm pretty excited for that i love like the little dash thing you could do that looks pretty cool and then um uh ratchet and clank rift uh rift in time that looks amazing and i'm, I'm pretty excited to dive into that one agreed that I that one looks good. Green. I'm gonna watch you play it. What's coming up for you? Um, I'm definitely gonna be playing a lot more Destiny. I've been playing and loving Destiny too. Um, I'm gonna try to sneak in some Apex sometime this week as well. Um, I have made it dead set that I'm not playing more so until something is fixed. So. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. You can catch me on twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Green Elite. Uh, you can check out my TikTok, which is Mr. Green Elite, and all the other socials are all Mr. Green Elite, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the fancies. Padre, what's coming up on your channel? Well, uh, tomorrow I I got my hands on a game that I was wanting to uh, I was wanting to try. I, I do want to go ahead and finish um, or continue playing Mayhem in Single Valley. But I there's a game that came out called uh gee what is it an airport for aliens run by dogs I, I okay. something tells me I know exactly what the game's about because of the title but I, I think I'm gonna <laughs> I think I'm gonna be trying that out but tomorrow morning I'm gonna be like my morning streams I'm gonna continue working on a uh, mayhem in single valley and then my night streams are gonna be like weird and then upcoming soon I don't know exactly when but soon I'm going to be uh, doing a Minecraft stream with my son Aiden. Because I've never played Minecraft before. He's obsessed with it. We hit a channel point redemption like community goal. So we're going to do that. Uh, then on YouTube, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I'm going to do the uh, the Haunted PS1 2021 demo disc. And 
just break it all into individual games for YouTube. And I'm going to be actually streaming on TikTok more. Uh, I, I've found a workaround where I can live stream for my PC on TikTok, and I've kind of been enjoying that a lot. So I'll be doing that some as well. You can find me literally anywhere online at Revsfin TV, except for on Twitch and YouTube, where it's just Revsfin. Excellent. Excellent, excellent. Guys, go check them out. Um, links, as always, will be in the description of the episode, whether you're on uh, YouTube or if you're on any of the podcast platforms, check the description for uh, those links. Um, coming up on my channel, uh, this Saturday I won't be streaming. Friday, I think I'm going to pick up uh, Bioshock 2, try to finish off Bioshock 2. Or possibly, um, I I was supposed to do it last weekend, but things kind of got in the way. Um, an Age of Empires stream with my dad. That was supposed to be an AMA uh, with my with my dad, so you guys could ask my dad questions about me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I got to get with him and see if uh, this Friday works for him, for him, or if um, if uh, Sunday works for him. But that's coming. Is that the one that is that the one where people keep calling him Daddy K? Stop calling him that. Knock it <laughs> off. I fucking hate you all. Oh, oh you know you love us and you love the name. I hate mm. no, I don't. I hate the name Daddy K. Do not call my dad Daddy K. His name you can call him Papa Danny, or when he pops up in chat, you guys can call him Black Sabbath. Don't call my dad Whoa. Daddy K. What about Big Daddy K? (laughs) That's even worse. (laughs) The only one making it weird, Danny, is you, okay? No, I'm not. You guys, it sounds awful. It sounds terrible. Oh, there we go. We got him worked up. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, great, I know where you live, and I could get there quick. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Yeah, you might have a ring doorbell, but motherfucker. (laughs) It's a blink, not a ring. What you actually, have a you actually. have a you have a doorbell, but that won't save you from me. Actually, um, I don't have a doorbell. <laughs> Anything's a doorbell if you're. Playing. Anyways, yeah. so I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know what's coming up on the. Uh, uh, what else is coming up? Um, thanks to Greenlee, I do have a new PC built, um, mm. and I uh, have a wider variety of things that I can do now, including Hunt Showdown. So. I don't know what he he just like put his finger up and said that he like wait a second. Um So yeah, I <laughs> Wait, so you mean there's not a blue screen? It's oh. movable? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um So yeah, I, we'll 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 experiment and see. Um other than that, guys, Thank you for watching. We appreciate all of you for coming and hanging out. If uh, It does mean a lot to us that you guys take the time every week to watch and listen to the show. Uh, don't forget the question of the week this week, which we really do want to know. What are your E3 predictions? You guys can tweet at us or you guys can uh, let us know in the YouTube comments down below. Um you guys miss any part of the show you can watch us and listen on youtube spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found if you guys want to help support the show you guys can like subscribe and leave a comment but the number one top tier way of supporting the show is by telling your friends and telling your mom and telling your dad and telling your dog and daddy k you know uh actually if you guys want to really help out the show here's here's something go go to your friends Take their phone, 
and subscribe to them on Danny K Media on YouTube. Assuming you have friends. Assuming you have friends. You might not have friends after Nerds. you subscribe them. Start taking people's phones out of their hands. Just do it anyways. Yeah, do it anyways. Just straight yeah, up. Yeah, do it to a stranger. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Dude, Walmart would be a great source. Of, you just run around, you know, sub and just throw it back to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Do it. That's Boom. the best way to support the show. Just don't get caught. Is is Green coming back? Like, wait. Green? Mm. No, he he he, he, he broke the see, fourth wall. I would love to see him slowly rise up, like Donny Most. Donny Most. <laughs> no, he just shows up behind Danny, like, oh hey. It'd be really weird if he was able to show up behind me because that's a fucking wall, and there's like six inches between me and that wall. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, he he show up. Who's your daddy, K? Now. Mm. Okay, so I'm going to go on ahead and just end the show, guys. Thank you for watching and listening. We'll see you. Keep, stay, stay safe, stay cool, keep fighting the good fights, and we'll talk to you guys again next week. Goodbye. Kisses.